So welcome back to The Expert Edge. Today is a treat. I have one of my really good friends coming on the show. Her name is Ali Bjork. You may or may not know her, but uh, she has spoken on a lot of big stages uh, in the expert industry. She's been running her expert business for multiple years. Uh, She is a part of a few masterminds that I've been involved in, and she's become a really good friend. And The conversation today is all about what she calls tiny offers. And so we're going to explore that concept, how to do it, how to implement it in your business, and make sure you hang around to the end because she shares where you can get her 14 best strategies for uh, building tiny offers. And I'll say this, I'll say this, having a tiny offer in your business can literally like double your business very quickly. It has been an incredible strategy that we have implemented and uh, it's it's been massive, been game changer. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this podcast. And if you haven't yet, uh, make sure to leave a review. Send me a DM on on uh, Instagram, just at Colin Boyd, and take a screenshot of that. And I'll send you over a mini course that you can uh, get started into that we normally charge one ninety seven for. And just as a little thank you gift for leaving a review and following the show. And uh, make sure you connect with Ali. Uh, on Instagram and let her and me know what you got out of the podcast. So let's get into it today, all about using tiny offers to grow and scale your business. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. Ali Björk, welcome to the Expert Edge. Hey, Colin. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, I'm super excited for this conversation today. Uh, you are the queen of tiny offers. You've had a big impact on my life. Uh, we've become friends over the years. And uh, I'm excited to expose you to my audience if they haven't already met you yet. Um, I know that some people may have already heard of you and seen you, but I'm just excited that they're going to learn a idea that has had a massive impact on me and our business and also on for you your clients thousands of thousands and thousands of clients in your life um i remember seeing you on social media uh a little while ago before we'd kind of met and i remember you saying something like i haven't had a day where i didn't get a transaction in my business for it was like eight years or five years or whatever it was yeah um and I was kind of like fascinated about that because I know for me, I was like, I've had days where I didn't get a transaction in my business. Yeah. And this whole idea of a tiny offer, um, you started talking about that. And so for the audience, first of all, could you help them to understand like who you are, how you help people and what a tiny offer even is? Yeah, absolutely. And that record still stands just so everyone knows. <laughs> There's still, it's, I still haven't missed a day, so it's still working. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for that intro. Like my heart is just uh, exploding hearing that. And I, it's been so fun to watch your progress with the tiny offer and what it's done for your business and um, just the impact. I mean, I think that's why we're all coaches and why we're all here. Right. So uh, but that being said, I am in its most simplistic format. I am a lead generation strategist. I help people to get more leads into their businesses, whether they want to um, grow coaching programs, memberships, 
high ticket, low ticket. I've had people use this strategy to grow an all passive income in their business or use it to grow their email list full of buyers instead of um, just running ads towards a freebie or something. So the whole strategy is based on running ads to a sales page for a tiny offer. And a tiny offer is something that's generally $37 or smaller. And the whole goal is to build your email list full of people who have paid to be there. So, you know, the, the transformation is in the transaction and they become almost a different person once they're on their, your email list already, which makes them more qualified for your higher ticket stuff. Mm. And I think that this is, this is so powerful because I, I know for me, previous to having a tiny offer or um, sometimes I'll call it a mini course or something like on <laughs> the front end, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, totally. Exactly. I don't, I don't call it a tiny <laughs> offer. Um, <laughs> um, is the, is the idea that you, you don't, yeah, you don't just pay to get someone to download something for free. You're a lot of the times you're even getting paid if you do it right to mm-hmm. have a, not just a lead, like they're an engaged lead, they're a client already on your yeah. database who are a lot more committed because they put their credit card details in. What sort of impact do you notice um, tiny offers have on people's businesses when they kind of add this into what they're doing? Yeah, I love it because it it checks so many boxes all at one time because people who are trying to grow their businesses through just uh, organic traffic or social media or referrals or SEO, there's kind of a max capacity that people can hit or a um, like a timeline that it just takes a little bit longer when you're doing it all organic or without ads. And what I found is when when people turn the ads on for their businesses, it helps them grow their social media following. It helps them grow their email list. It helps them grow their authority because now all of a sudden all these new people are seeing their business for the first time. And there's something about ads that people assume you have a good business and that you have it together when they see advertising from you in their newsfeed. So it almost it gives the the creator some sort of status that they didn't have before. Like I remember when I launched my first tiny offer, I went to an event and my tiny offer had been running for maybe 30 days. And I still, you know, I had a tiny email list still. I hadn't been in the industry or like known in the industry at all. And people recognized me at this event and they're like, oh, you're that tiny offer girl. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? I just, I turned on some ads and now people seem like they knew who I was. And it was just such a weird almost like out of body experience for me because it it wasn't what had ever happened before. You know, I always felt kind of anonymous when I went to these big marketing events. And now now it was like people recognized me or they saw me as an authority, but only because I had turned this system on inside of my business. I I I know for, I know for 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 me, yeah, definitely this idea of before like most people understand lead magnets. So a lead magnet is something you give away that's valuable for free, um, but you're really just paying for the lead. That might be anywhere mm-hmm. between a dollar up to like $20 usually sometimes, depending on, you know, on your ad strategy, right. uh, you're paying to just acquire someone's name and email address. But a tiny offer, does this in your mind, does a tiny offer replace a lead magnet essentially? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had, I don't know if I've ever had lead magnets in my business. I mean, pre tiny offers, I did. But ever since I've switched to the strategy, I'm only advertising uh, to a tiny offer page. Mm. And I've had some people test like lead magnet um, freebie and then a tiny offer on the confirmation page. And 
it works well for them. Um, you know, they're still getting really great conversion rates, but I've always gone just add straight to the sales page. I've found that that's better as well is going straight to the sales page because there's a more, there's a greater alignment between the ad and the actual offer itself, as opposed to being a secondary, a secondary thing. So that's been my yeah, experience as well. Point. Yep. Um, which is really cool. So uh, the, what's the difference between a tiny offer and, you know, like I've heard people talk about self-liquidating offers, um, you know, like that sort of stuff. We, you know, we, we affiliate in, diff- in the similar sort of worlds, yeah. um, but, but I think you've got a really unique approach to the mm-hmm. idea of a tiny offer. So what are some unique kind of concepts or ideas that for you make a tiny offer more powerful than some of the other ideas that are out there? Yeah, the biggest difference, and I've been asked this question so many times and I never know if I explain it well, so I'm going to try again. But <laughs> Let's give it a um, go. <laughs> yes, the biggest difference that I think that I've uncovered is that the it's, an offer is designed to help somebody make a transformation. And the way that I teach it and the way that I've figured it out or thought about what works and what doesn't work is that the tiny offer, in order to attract the right person in your business it has to be designed to attract someone that wants to save time it's not somebody that just wants to buy a bunch of mini courses and not spend a lot of money because they they're not willing to invest in themselves yet but when you sell like templates or swipe files or something that is more plug and play in somebody's business then you're attracting a totally different lead who values their their time more than they value their money they're willing to part with a little bit of money in order to save the time. And that's the same psychology of the type of person that we want to be on our email list because they're going to see the value of investing in your mastermind or a coaching program. You know, they, that's such a core belief of theirs of let me buy my time back and spend a little bit of money so that I can, I can plug and play this thing in my business. And I've seen, you know, whether it's like a tripwire or what people call SLO funnels, like it's almost more of a cash grab of like, what's the, what's the quickest thing we could just throw together so that we can make some money from these ads. And so we liquidate the ads. I'm so based in psychology of what is going to get the perfect person to say yes to this and get them a quick win and get them in the right place where, you know, on webinars and with what you teach with story conversion too, it's like the, the shifting of beliefs. You can do that almost inside of a tiny offer too, where if you sell it right, they become a different version of themselves having gone through the material and their beliefs are bigger and they can just see the path ahead of them so much more clearly that ascending uh, into the next thing is like a no-brainer as long as it's strategically set up. I love that, that idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I <laughs> love that idea, that distinction. You, you did well, Ali. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I love that idea of the, you know, a lot of people put together these SLOs, you know, self-liquidating offers, and they're kind of a cash grab. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is that a tiny offer is strategically designed to attract someone who values time more than money. There's someone yes. who would pay money to save time. And I know when I look at your tiny offers, I look at a lot of your ads, I can, no- I can definitely notice that a lot of them are focused on, hey, you know, you may not say it in the copy, but, it's, but the int- I can see that the tiny offer itself would save you, you know, tens of hours per week for a lot of the things. Yeah. If they implement a lot of it's like templates, swipe files, scripts, um, you know, like those sort of things. Is that yeah. so is th- is that massive behind the idea of a tiny offer? And how do you communicate that even on a tiny offer? 
Yeah. I mean, I've seen people who have on the opposite end, people who are trying to model the strategy and they do like a bundle of a bunch of different courses all for $27. And it's like the person who would buy that thinks that they're going to go through all of those courses. But in reality, they probably never will because it's just too much content. Like there's no way someone would sit down and go through, you know, 25 different courses in a bundle. So the transformation piece of it, now they're going to feel bad about themselves of like, oh, I spent money on this and never even logged in. And what a waste of even $27. And their impression of you as the creator, it's not increasing your status in their mind. It's like, yeah, I bought a thing from her one time. But my goal is to always like be their hero of like, oh, Allie saved me so much time because she put she put the effort in and then she gave it to me. Um, so that's that's what I'm at my core is like, how do I create all these different tools to save people time? Because I've seen a lot of time is always the number one excuse for people, right? <laughs> like, I don't have time to create a digital product. Well, I'm going to give you a template for a digital product. I don't have time to write copy. Okay, here's a template to go write the copy. So then we can get into the like real nitty gritty of why aren't you launching or what is it going to take to to go all in with their businesses? I get I mean, that's kind of a little bit different topic, but all of my tiny offers are designed in, with that in mind of how do I shorten their learning curve or give them the exact piece that they think they're missing so that, you know, my coaching or my accountability or whatever I have down the road is the perfect next step mm. for that buyer. How does someone come up or Stephen just start to think about a tiny offer? Like, could you give some examples of maybe even your students who have got different niches Mm -hmm. And maybe some of the tiny offers that they've come up with, maybe they've got a signature program. Um, and yeah, some of the, some, just some different examples of ones that you've seen that have worked quite well um, in terms of the angles and the tiny offers. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different directions and ways that you can come up with ideas. One way that I've come up with ideas is just being in different Facebook groups and in different communities. And I read the comments on absolutely everything that I see on Instagram, like reels. I'm living in other people's comments of what they're thinking, what they're saying. And I can I can find patterns and similarities of thought processes that people have or things that they think they're missing or it'd be so much easier if I could just do this. Like my very first tiny offer was a live stream calendar with 365 different ideas in it because I kept seeing people making the excuse of if I knew what to say, I would go live more often. Like that's why I'm not visible is because I don't know what to say. So I, I always try to find patterns on beliefs of why people aren't doing something. And then I try to fix that problem for them. But a lot of my students it's, I mean, it could be things that they created for themselves out of necessity. Like I have a, a client that uh, teaches moms how to feed their babies with formula, which sounds like a very specific niche, but she's done incredibly well. And she's got this whole community and a whole movement around it. And it was really created through necessity of something that she put together because she was pouring over all these different brands of formula and trying to figure out which one was the best fit. And she created like this Trello board that categorized all of them. And that's what she ended up selling as a tiny offer, something she created for herself to save herself time and save herself stress and frustration. And she sold the tiny offer as, um, you know, you get access to this, this entire collection of different formula brands so you can figure out which one is the best and where to order it and, you know, different considerations around it. So it's stuff like that too. People who had a problem in their own lives in which, you know, a lot of coaches are the experts because they went through it first and now they they're teaching like their past selves or like fixing the problem for their past self so people may have things that they created even in their google drive or 
existing, um, you know, even SOPs or templates or things that they can repurpose and turn into tiny offers too. Now, one, one thing that I'm a big believer in is not having too many signature programs. And I know that you have got a tiny offer lab, which is like mm -hmm. one of your signature programs. Yeah. But the tiny offers themselves, um, the more I've seen people do it, the more I see you do it and other market leaders. I actually think you can have a lot of tiny offers and that can all lead to one signature course. Yeah. What's your, what, what's your opinion on that? How have you, how do you kind of teach that to your students and, and what, how have you, you know, what's kind of been your journey with that? Yeah, the easiest way, and this is an aha moment I had even in the last six months, is that tiny offers are essentially a hook, you know, like an advertising hook. Mm -hmm. So if you think of the, Russell Brunson says it a lot, of the hook story offer, every single tiny offer I create has a hook, a story about why it's important, and then it sells something. So if you think about the topic, you could have multiple different tiny offers that are hooking in different pain points, and then they all, everything leads to that signature program or that, you know, your core offer. But then you can, if you're an entrepreneur with multi-passionate or, you know, a shiny object syndrome, it can be a really safe way to get to play around with different ideas and different uh, things that you want to create without completely being an arsonist on your signature program. You know, you can stay focused and keep growing the signature program, but get to play around creatively with tiny offers. I mean, I think that's probably the only reason I'm still in business is because I haven't I haven't burned anything down because my creativity has an outlet to just keep creating these uh, tiny offers and then it all points to the same direction. Yeah, yeah, so true. Um, how do you not cannibalize your signature program with your tiny offer? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, and, I, and part of it is what I tell people a lot is that Oftentimes, when people buy the signature program, they're paying for proximity to the creator of the program. I mean, depending on if it's a course or a group coaching program, there's a little bit different thought process. But people need to hear things multiple times to really make it happen. And they need different tools and different depth of access and depth of explanation. So oftentimes, I will tell people that tiny offers can be useful, but not fully complete if they are part of a signature offer. You know, it's like something they could plug and play, but they need a little bit more behind the scenes to be able to create the whole system or the whole process. So if it's like a piece of something, which I think yours is kind of a piece of your your bigger course, right? Yeah. yeah. So I know for me in playing with this idea, um, I remember it was initially sparked several years ago. I was watching a Facebook Live from a guy and he was like, I want you to see your business like a science experiment because I, he goes, sometimes people get very attached to, no, this is the only way my course can be delivered. And he was like, I want you to see your, your business, your course is like a science experiment. And what, if, you know, what would happen if you maybe took a small part of your course and just offered a small part of your course? This was before I understood what tiny offers were and all this sort of mm. stuff. And so I took a module, like literally a module of our core program. And I just offered it to my my database, and I, I think it was like, and that was a little bit more expensive. It was like two ninety seven, um, but nothing, you know, I hadn't sold anything under two thousand dollars to my audience, mm -hmm. and I made an offer for two ninety seven, and you know, I think like thirty people took it up in the first email, nice. and I was like, oh, that's cool, <laughs> and then, 
There's and money then, here. What? Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, like there's yeah. actually more money here that I didn't realize this was here. Yeah. And then and I and I knew that the module was really good as well. I'm like, this is a really good module. And now that was like the first like experiment that I ever had with doing like a smaller version of my main course. I don't think that's like the best way to do it, but I was but just works. like seeing it as a science experiment, right? I was yeah. like, let's just test it out. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And, and and it made money and it was just an email and and it did great. And then I got a lot more intentional. I learned from you. I've learned from various people around, you know, building some of these smaller um, offers. And I created, uh, it was actually a conversation that I had with Brandon Lucero um, around, I was going to build a signature story course. And he was like, dude, signature story is good, but it's a little bit like bland also. And uh, so we came up with a different idea, um, which, which was around the conversion story. Mm-hmm. And the conversion story formula was an angle that I came up with because it essentially helps an expert like us communicate a story, but also communicate their offer at the same time. And so I built that, that's, that offer and it's, it's $47. Um, I think we've had... 3,400 people join it in the last four and a half months. That's awesome. Um, So it's funny because in Kajabi, I have like a 10,000 person limit. (laughs) And I was on the phone (laughs) with Kajabi yesterday going, oh, that limit needs to change because (laughs) (laughs) I've got too many customers now. Yeah, that's a good problem. Um, but, But what's been really cool is, first of all, I know the course is like really good. Um, from the sense of we're getting comments on my ads, people saying this course has been one of the best courses I've ever done. And they're like, even compared to like high level masterminds. Now I know it's a totally different offer, but I think it's just that feeling, which is what, what you're talking about, that sense of with the course, my goal, my promise is that they'll have their story in under 48 hours. Mm -hmm. And that's been a massive hook like you talked about like a hook of that most people procrastinate trying to find their story for three years. And, yeah. and I'm like, no, no, you can have it in under 48 hours. And, sh- and that's shared also on social media, you share yeah. it and you write it and you create it on social media. And so that, that little course um, it's, and it's only like 90 minutes. So it's short. It's, it's not like similar to what you said. Like it's, it's focused on saving time, not mm-hmm. on, not on um it's not like i think i even say this is not a course like this is like a a formula that you follow yeah um when i think about the video that i created to to offer it so um you know it's kind of resonating a lot of what you're saying in terms Mm -hmm. of like those angles and so that this this little course has just literally changed our business the trajectory of the business and i say that because i think that when i think about that forms the foundation for you know all the other stuff and before when i used to pay for a lead magnet of someone but you know i'm paying them to download something for free which is great but also now on the front end we can make money on a qualified customer who is then more qualified to actually join our other programs as well and so that's an example you know kudos to you so much inspiration from you like genuinely of you know, see, I saw you spoke speak at a ClickFunnels conference, and and just you know, seeing watching you do it has just 
been so inspirational. And so um, the having that little course at the front end, in fact, it's, it's funny because I feel like I was in a few masterminds and, and I've seen people build those, they were showing that customer journey from the, hey, they need to buy a little course, then they buy mm-hmm. the next course. And, then the next. and I never had that little course at the front end. And I remember thinking, that's the thing I need. And it literally took me like 12 months to build it because I just kept putting it off. Like I just wasn't prioritizing it. Yep. Um, and I was like, Colin, come on. <laughs> oh, it's been game changer. Yeah. So, you know, for anyone who wants to understand how to do a tiny offer and get this in place, like guys, you need to connect with Ali. You need to follow up. And we'll, we'll talk about how to get a hold of like that strategy at the end. Um, but it's been game changing for for us in terms of having this this you know this tiny offer of yours in in the front end um, has just been transformational. So, um, so in terms of coming up with if someone's got a signature course, mm-hmm. what's your philosophy in terms of like how to come up with a good hook or a good angle? I know you talked about going into Facebook groups and stuff, but let's say they've got a signature course. Can they just take stuff from their signature course and and put it in the front end? Like, is that what you recommend or yeah, what are your thoughts absolutely. around doing that? Well, I think if people want to model what you did, one question I'd have for you too is do you teach the that same framework by the same name inside of your signature course or not? Like, do you call it the signature story formula? I, I call it the signature story formula. In the course? Uh, okay. In the course. So it's actually different, but that's because I built... I came up with conversion story after I built. Oh, yeah, because it's conversion story. Form. Okay. So I Correct. think when you can take a framework from the course, like the way you did it is perfect because you take an existing framework and almost repurpose it into something mm. new and different and teach it slightly from a different angle or with yeah. a quicker win, you know, exactly how you did it with a shorter time frame, because that's what is going to get their attention in a news feed from an ad type scenario. But then it doesn't cannibalize the higher ticket thing either because it feels totally different. But because it's a framework, like our brains love frameworks and we love uh, the dopamine hit from something new and different. So when you say this is a new way to find your story or a new way to to get your story out into the world in 48 hours, that's probably why it's selling so well is because people are like, "Ooh, it's new, it's different. And, and then they're already primed to want to see the rest of the course because that was such a great experience. So people have that been, I love what you said. It's like it's not a cash grab. It's it's something that that can genuinely help them. It will save them time. It's getting great feedback. Like we literally have thousands of comments in the course. And it builds credibility as opposed to a bundle mm-hmm. of courses that no one I've bought those bundles before where That's and I've same. never logged. <laughs> no, right? never. The the four dollar no. bundles or the yep. seven dollar bundles. Not I've once. bought all of those. Yeah. And never log in ever. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, I, li- so I like the idea of more selling it as a, as a standalone specific outcome, saving them time or money and, and then showing, building that credibility to lead to the next thing. Let's talk about the, that bridge. What are some ways that actually, no, before we go there, um, you, I know you've got so many strategies, so many ways that you can use a tiny offer to liquid, even just self-liquidate mm-hmm. the costs of a launch. Or because heading into a launch, let's say you run a big launch, you want 
3,000 people signed up to it. That's going to cost you 50 grand. But if yeah. we can self-liquidate even half of that um, and make it 25 grand or 20 grand or even just break even and head into a big webinar with 3,000 people on there, like you're going to crush that profitability. Yeah. And so what are some different ways, not just webinars, but what are some different ways that you find really helpful with um, and yeah, in using tiny offers with the funnels and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started, I only did it one way. I only did ads to a sales page, $27 offer. And that's how I got into the funnel world. Before I had my own funnels, I was strategizing behind the scenes of other businesses. And it took me forever to like launch my very own funnels. And then I was like, all tiny offers all the time. But then I started running a webinar that sold a group program. And then I started doing workshops. And I started seeing how I could apply tiny offers to other types of funnels and get the same result of being able to almost pre-qualify people or get them a better experience, but also liquidate the ad spend at the same time. So I've seen what can work really well is if you have a free webinar you're running on the confirmation page, then you add the templates or then you add some type of um, quick win for people with the positioning of, you know, I can't wait to see you on the webinar. And in the meantime, like you're going to love this. You can start using this right away and it'll save you time and get you in an even better position for what we're going to talk about on the webinar. But you can do that in any type of lead generation funnel. If it's a, you know, three day live event or a three day challenge or a book funnel or, you know, an application funnel, like there's so many different ways when you just turn on that light bulb, you can't like when you see something and you can't unsee it, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I could probably add the tiny offer here or I could create a course that goes along with this, um, you know, content that I'm creating for this launch. And it really just helps people be able to scale even faster and spend more without waiting for the, you know, if you have a webinar, a webinar funnel, you'll run ads for like 10 days and then you do the webinar and then you have your open cart and your closed cart. So you could be you know, two weeks out of spending ad or money on ads before you make any money back. And for some people, it that will hinder how much they're able to spend or how much they can scale, making their reach smaller and their launch smaller. So if you can liquidate on the front end or whatever type of funnel you're running, it's just that much easier to spend more money to grow faster and reach more people. Yeah, I agree. And it just feels more, less scary. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm a big baby. So like, that's why I liked it. I didn't want to say that, but thank you. <laughs> yes, it, yeah, is it, it does. It does. I mean, I've, I've done both ways. Um, and it's really nice having, having your ads been paid for, uh, yeah. on the front end. And then it's end. all fun money, like on the back end, yeah. you know, like, Ex whatever exactly. you sell in the launch is just gravy. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, the, in, in, I'm curious about the, okay, two things. First thing is the, do you, t do you prefer to have some sort of like upsells after that? So you've got something where it's 27, have an order bump, you know, have like another thing and another thing and another thing or however many things you want. Um, that's the first thing. And the second thing I'd love you to speak to once you talk to that is around um, once they bought it, like what next? Like once that, that, you know, what's the next step? So talk to me first about the flow of what you usually recommend. Yeah. So what I usually recommend is based on what the tiny offer creators end result goal is. So what they want to sell the most, you know, are they trying to grow their membership? Are they trying to sell a high ticket coaching program? That's 15 K. Is it a group coaching program? That's six K. You know, it's, it's totally dependent on who they need to attract and 
what the customer journey looks like. And then I try to reverse engineer how a tiny offer could play into that. No matter what, I usually, well, I shouldn't say no matter what, for the majority of people, I do recommend having an order bump and having at least one one-time offer. I've pushed it all the way to four one-time offers in a funnel. And I had a survey on that funnel and people got a little grumpy by the fourth upsell. They were like, seriously, like, was my first purchase a mistake? Should I not have bought any of this? And it just, it was like totally the wrong taste. So I ended up going back to usually only about two one-time offers. Um, but the pricing format I use is about $27 for the, what I call the main offer. So like the main piece of the tiny offer suite, and then an order bump that's 37 ish dollars in a one-time offer that's more coarse feeling um, for 77 or 97. I've, I have sold courses up to 997 in a tiny offer funnel, but by the end of the funnel, there's like maybe 2% of people that will spend the 997, but still that's 2% of people that probably wouldn't have known that that course even existed before. The psychology behind a $27 tiny offer and then a $37 order bump. So the order bump's more expensive. Yeah. Um, tell me about, talk to me about that. I've reversed them and I've tested 37 as the main offer and 27. It didn't really affect conversions at all. I, okay. I think more about the bundle of the pricing together. Cause if people get both, it's going to be $64 and they're like, wow, I get all this for 60, 64 bucks. That's easy. So, um, but it's definitely worth testing if people are thinking mm -hmm. of doing it. 37 has just always worked for me. Um, if I can get them to say yes to 27, I go a little less on the main offer because it's the thing that's going to get their attention and get them onto the sales page in the yep. first place. So I'll put the price in the ads and I'll put the price in, on buttons all over the main offer. And then it's they see the order bump and they already have their credit card information put in. And then it's kind of like, oh, OK, well, I'll just go for it is how what I imagine they're thinking when they're doing it. Mm -hmm. So that's um, that's why I like to lead with a smaller price point first. Yep. Uh, I've also seen people have a tiny offer and then instead of a one-time offer, they have a, like a paid trial to their membership or a free trial to their membership. And it's usually built, I call it a kitchen sink offer because the, the way I've set it up is like, you get all these different bonuses that you get access to just for saying yes to a trial. So. Mm -hmm when they do that, the tiny offer gets their attention. And then, you know, even if a small percentage of people take the trial and a small percentage stay, at least they're growing their membership every single day at the at the same time because of the tiny offer. So dependent on what their goal is with it. Would you say, like, obviously, the goal is to make money all the time in business, but with <laughs> yes. a tiny offer, is that always the goal? Is it always to make money? Or would you say the most important thing is more finding the, the highest qualified leads for your, your core offer? Like what's yeah. your, like if you could stack them in terms of priorities, what would they be for you? The people that have been the most successful with this strategy have the, the mindset that it is to attract the best lead for their higher ticket thing. The people yep. that want to start ads and hide behind their ads and not sell anything else, it's it's been a less exciting experience for them <laughs> because mm -hmm. there is ad spend, you know, like ads will be volatile sometimes. There's going to be good days, there's going to be bad days. And if their only goal is um, making money on the front end from those ads, like it, it can be a very up and down tumultuous experience for them. But the people that 
know that it's bringing in great leads and trust their sales process that there's something else down the road and know the you know the overarching goal is to grow their mm -hmm. email list full of buyers it's just easier to be at peace with like how volatile ads can be they i don't know if you've experienced that at all inside of your own ad account but oh yeah some days <laughs> it'll be like 5x return on investment yeah. or return on ad spend other days it's like one break even maybe even like <laughs> totally. 0.8 so if that's your only source of income you'd be like ah i gotta turn these off yeah yeah so i i love that idea of like creating a pool of really qualified leads and and they're they're like 10 times more qualified than a lead magnet yeah um and sure. so it's just so powerful and then and then then there's that idea of there's a there's a downflow into your other courses your other programs um what's like one way that you've found helpful to kind of make that link between the the tiny offer and the next step yeah so really having having it clearly mapped out in your head before you create the tiny offer i know i said a reverse engineer earlier but when you know what the next step is it's a lot easier to almost build it into the tiny offer so the a part of a bonus could be a free ticket to your live event or it could be um something that you're positioning as a piece of the offer like they get to attend a webinar that you're putting on and then it's like they're entitled to get to attend this webinar that's coming up instead of running you know like emailing them and being like hey i have a webinar next week you should come you should come you should come now it's like they're excited about it because it's part of what they already purchased oh, so you that. can start um building building in your next offers into the tiny offer you can you can add applications inside of your tiny offers for your next level program you can tease it when i create tiny offers i will often casually name drop my other programs that i have <laughs> like yeah mm. We're doing this in this, you know, this training, but inside of my, you know, next level business coaching program, blah, 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 we do this, you know, so it's like the curiosity is being induced of like, did, what did she just say? She's got another program. Like, I want to get in that next level program. So it, it's like inception for all the other stuff that you have available. Uh, and it just helps create that demand and that desire. But it's people, they like are wanting it without even really realizing mm -hmm. why. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So seeding the offer, seeding the next step, and then yeah. and then just giving them a, a simple next step that could be like a, a webinar, it could be an application, but yeah. But yep. if you are clear on what that next step is, you can actually build that into the tiny offer. So give yep. them what they, what you promised and then build the next step into it. So yeah. And it gives uh, you permission to contact them too. You know, it's like emails, mm. of course, email sequences, after they buy but there are ways to do it where it's it feels like customer support and service of like hey i saw you jumped in this tiny offer how are things going do you need to talk about anything do you have any questions like you can send an sms to them after they purchase just just to check in make sure it got delivered see if they need any support you know so it's like you're you're able to keep reaching out and they almost feel grateful for your outreach instead of feeling like you're annoying or you're, you know, trying like too aggressive because it feels like it's just customer service and you're just offering them a really good experience. Yeah. So good. So good. I think, I think every business should have tiny offer, uh, in the expert industry. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's such a great strategy. Um, now this wouldn't be, a tiny offer podcast episode if we didn't have a tiny offer. Of course. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Ali, I know you've got a really cool tiny, tiny offer. 
uh, yeah. for our audience that they will be able to like feel it, test it, and actually use it. Um, can you tell us about this, the, the funnel map and how they can get a hold of it? Yeah, absolutely. So I set up 14 different funnel map examples so people can see how they can use the tiny offer in different ways. The, the standard like main offer order bump upsells in there, of course, but then I map out how to use it in a webinar funnel, a challenge funnel, um, all sorts of different funnels, 14 of them that you can see how they all fit in this blueprint map that I set up. And you can go to alleybjerk.com forward slash funnel maps to get access to it. And it's full of all sorts of templates and, and goodies to get them started. So good. And we'll put that link in the show notes. Uh, Ali, if they also want to connect with you on social, what's the best place uh, or, yeah. or anything else? I hang out on Instagram the most. Um, so it, it's just my name, A-L-L-I-E-B-J-E-R-K. I got a weird last name, so you can find me pretty easily. And um, yeah, send me, send me a DM. If you get on there, I'd love to say hi and just connect with anybody who's had a chance to listen. And yeah, that's where I, where I share my life the most. <laughs> so good. Ali, I know we've got some events coming up where we're hanging out soon, so I'm looking forward to hanging out in person. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the Expert Edge, and I know you're contributing so much to this industry, and, and I think you just add a lot of value to the industry as a whole. So I, I, this, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the Expert Edge. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Colin. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.